0: Welcome to Red Leg Nation Radio, your home for discussion and analysis of Cincinnati Reds baseball all year long. Now, here's your host, Chad Dotson. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Red Leg Nation Radio. This is episode number 338 of the World's Most Dangerous Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Dotson. With me this week, your friend and mine, Chris Garber. How are you today, Chris?
1: I am the best. Thank you very much.
0: Well, it's good to have you. Uh, this is going to be a, a different type of podcast, I I'm, uh, I would say. But uh, let's dive right into it. You know, uh, we have a very strict policy here on Red Lake Nation Radio to stay away from anything controversial. And I tell every guest, every co-host, there's basically two rules here. Uh, you got to use your real name because, you know, they... Uh, Anonymous keyboard warriors uh, on Twitter are going to be the death of me. I just think it's yeah we're going to say some stuff. Let's put our name behind it. And there's no politics. Now, uh, this is a dumb baseball podcast. A great community sprung up around us. So we just want to talk about baseball. There's no reason to dive into anything that causes emotions to get inflamed unless it pertains to the Reds. Now, I will talk plenty of politics when when I announce publicly that I'm running for Attorney General of Virginia next year. But that's later. What we have to talk about today is not politics. It's not even really necessarily controversial, I guess, but it does involve the Reds and it does involve uh, the national news uh, where the Reds were involved and not for a good reason. And I haven't really been looking forward to this conversation, Chris, because it's not baseball, but it is a conversation that we must have. Chris, we must talk about Tom Brenneman. Do you have thoughts? I have some thoughts. I do. I guess we should start by everyone, I'm sure, knows by this time. You've seen the video. You've seen the clip. Uh, You've seen Tom's non-apology apology apology. between the 6th and 7th innings of Game 1 of the doubleheader on Wednesday night against the Royals. Tom Brenneman uh, made uh, some comments that I'm not going to repeat here. And, uh, you know, I I don't know what else to say uh, other than uh, completely unacceptable, completely inexcusable, and completely indefensible. I mean, I'm not sure what other uh, analysis we can give of of the situation, Chris.
1: Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, I think this is one of those times where you're going to see people try to explain it and 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 defend it to a degree. Um, you know, I think to me, it's it's the only thing you can debate about is whether this should end his career or not. Um, you know, it, it 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 staggered me. It really did. I mean, I'm not naive. Um, but it did. It shocked me that a fifty-six-year-old man, who's been around the world, um, you know, who's who's educated at at least at Ohio University, um, would just throw that kind of language around in the workplace. And you know, Dougherty is Paul Dougherty of the Enquirer wrote a column where he, you know, I, I guess explained the fact that the the Reds radio and TV booths are kind of a locker room atmosphere and a lot of testosterone and easily offended people shouldn't, shouldn't show up there, I guess. Um, But that's that, that's not an excuse. That's an indictment as far as I'm concerned. If, if this is the kind of place where, where you can talk like that and, and it's not like something slipped out. That's the thing that bothers me. I think more is, you know, it's not like he accidentally, somebody said stubbed his toe and, and, and said something dirty. He was m- telling some kind of a joke, I suppose, or, or just being funny uh, by using a really, really bad word that I, I was pleased last night to find out. I, I was talking to my kids. They're, they're a sixth grader and a fifth grader. And uh, truthfully, I thought for sure that they would know exactly what Tom had said. And neither one of them had any idea what the word was never heard it in their lives. And I thought that was a pretty good thing. A little, little bit of brightness to take away from this thing that we really have driven that horrible, nasty, violent word out of polite society. At least I thought so. And, and then you got a guy who's saying it and somebody, that's not the first time he said that word, you know, he can say, that's not who I am and I'm a man of faith. And, Everybody will vouch for me and tell you how good a guy I am, and, and maybe he's nice, and maybe he pets dogs, and, and maybe he doesn't steal out of the collection plate, but that wasn't the first time he said that word in that context, to be funny.
0: Yeah, there, there, there are two, uh, two things there that you said that I want to kind of unpack just a little bit, Chris, because I think you're right. Um, first of all, you know, I, I, I saw the video, you know, I, I worked late, uh, this was last night, we're recording on Thursday night as we always do, Listen to the game on the radio on the way home. You know, and then when I got home, I went out in the garage and, you know, worked out because I'm, you know, you know, I'm a beefcake kind of guy, you know, and I had the game on. Got to get the gains. <laughs> got You know, got to get those gains. And, uh, so I had it on out in the, out in the garage while I'm doing my thing and just listening to the radio. And so I, you know, I'm clueless. And, uh, so I opened up our Slack channel, uh, the Red Lake Nation radio, Patreon Slack channel and so and, uh, I see, Oh, <laughs> something's happening here. So then uh, even later, I went to Twitter, where it was, well, or it was Twitter. But um, from when, when I first heard the, saw the video of what was actually said, my first thought was, you know, I can't even remember the last time I've even heard that word. I mean, I think you're right; it's not done. Surprise me that your kids. Um, I just I don't know the last time that I would have heard something like that. But the thing that has been running through my mind from that moment up until today is something you kind of touched on. There were other people in that room. And, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not here to indict anybody uh, on, on it because I don't know who was in the room or what was going on or what was being said. You know, there's a lot I don't know. But I do know that in no room that I'm in on a daily basis, and certainly not in the workplace, would that be an acceptable discussion? I mean, I just, it, to me, maybe, maybe I don't understand what it's like in the TV booth. Maybe I don't understand that kind of locker room atmosphere or whatever because I just, I, how is that? I just don't understand how that's something that would just uh, be acceptable, uh, I guess, because uh, you're right. I think I'm, I think that uh, it's not 1962 anymore.
1: Yeah. You know, well, so here's I mean, y- you know, some of the people who were in the room with him, you know, not all, but, you know, some of the people who are in the room with him. And, and <clears throat> I don't know, you know, I, I, I at least they were professional enough not to start yelling at him in, on the air. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, 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 so I don't people are like, why didn't they stop? You know, I get it. I mean, they're, 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 the light comes on and they're supposed to be quiet. Um, but I'll tell you, other people who were there, and I don't want to get too much into this because it's not really my, my story to tell, but I've got a friend from high school who works on the technical crew for the Reds broadcasts, and she's a woman. And so she's got headphones on, and she hears all that stuff. And, you know, it's not like it's this, you know, all these jocks, I guess what I'm trying to say is it's not, it's all these jocks. This is what you call per- it's, it. I guess it doesn't matter if there's women there, or men there or whatever, but it's, I'm just saying it's a workplace and these yeah. are people who didn't ask to listen to this crap and yeah. they're hearing it. You know, even if I didn't think it was on the air, there's a couple dozen people who had to listen to that nonsense and probably stuff like it all the time.
0: Yeah. You know, uh, some of that you kind of touched on that and, and that I've seen a lot in you know i'm not engaged in a bunch of the discussion uh, online because you can't have a discussion online about anything and so i just don't do it i don't get into any, any of these topics and cuz i got a space here where we can talk and expand on our thoughts and not be limited um, by uh, uh, anything other than our endurance uh, in talking but the one thing that i've seen as a as a defense quote unquote is you know it was just a mistake everybody makes mistakes <laughs> We should forgive him. Okay, and, and listen, I I will never, ever condemn someone for all time for one mistake. I won't. I mean, I don't do the cancel culture hashtag pile on thing. It's the worst thing Twitter's brought to society, in my opinion. Um, I didn't call for Jim Riggleman to be fired. I didn't call for Jerry Naren to be fired. I'm not calling for David Bell to be fired. I take no joy in anyone's suffering, which includes uh, the, you know, the marginalization of groups to whom this type of uh, bigotry is directed, but to the, To the to the statement, that, it was just a mistake. And, and again, I I saw a tweet that I thought summed it up pretty well. And I think this is absolutely true. And uh, I hope I say this the way that the tweet said it. I can't, push. I remember who said it. But the thing about saying uh, you know slurs or these type of uh, using this type of language is that it's really easy not to say a slur <laughs> unless you're the kind of person who regularly and routinely uses slurs. And when I saw that tweet, I thought, you know. It it is really easy not to say that, you know. I, I can't imagine. I, I don't know. Yeah, it is easy not to do it. So that's your answer. Today. It was just one mistake. I, I don't know if that's your answer, but it's something to consider, I guess. It's not like you 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 drop somebody's coffee on the way back
1: from Starbucks. That's a mistake. You know, I I I, I just don't know how you. So you know, I think Doherty said something about. Uh, or somebody, I don't want to put anybody's name on it, but, but somebody said something like, you want to be the the uh, judge somebody on their worst day. And my reaction to that was, that wasn't his worst day until he got caught. That's a Wednesday night, apparently. You know, there's nothing about that where, because where, if that had been some kind of crazy, weird thing where he was direct quoting somebody or 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 doing something that had some plausible explanation for it, other than that's how he talks. They would have
0: said that right away, don't you think? I, I was I was expecting that to be. Oh, I, I admit meant I was going to say you know a different word, uh, you know, and I just I got tongue tied or something like that. You know, I thought I was telling an anecdote about. Yeah, I expected Thanks. some kind of lame excuse like that. Not the what we got, which is yeah, I said it. Sorry, I said it, but that's not
1: me. Right? Yeah. I just don't how you square that circle. You you
0: Well, I don't know that it's him. Is, yeah. Okay. I I I understand I, I hate to say that I understand anything that Paul Doherty says, but I don't know Tom Brenneman, so I don't know that it's him. I know that nobody that I know <laughs> says something like that unless they're that type of person. I guess is what I'm saying. I mean that's that's the evidence that I have, uh, you know, that's the evidence I have to to judge tom i don't know if that's it's, making it, any sense yeah
1: no i mean it's that, that's right. i am. i mean i i say kind of you know i i don't i don't know that i care what you think in your heart of hearts if you do things like that that's who you are yeah
0: yeah that's a good way to put it
1: yeah i you know what i mean like how do you i don't i just don't get it is it is it like he's a He's an addict and he does it and then he feels bad immediately after, but he can't stop doing it. I mean, you know, none of this stuff. It. I don't know. Yeah. Like I said, I, I'm not I'm Like not here to say the guy should have his his. Life or his professional life ended. I don't know what the right answer is to that. I just know that I don't understand what the heck he was doing. <laughs> yeah. And it was bad and hurtful. I know that, too.
0: It, it was. And it was hurtful to some people that I know and like. And um, and you have to uh, understand that. That's the context here is that, you know, he has a, a large platform. And, uh, you know, I, again, I don't know what the right thing is either. I think uh, the way you put it on Twitter was pretty good. Um, I can't remember exactly what you said, but just, you know, I just I can't imagine any circumstance under which this makes any sense or something like that, you know. Um, it's it just, it's crazy. I, you know, the thing to me about... Um, I, I like the way you put it about judging a guy on his worst day, because I think you're right. He became his worst day, but it was just a day until that mic was hot. And what that says about that booth and what it says about him, you draw your own conclusions on that. Um, I'm very I guess sort of why I always want to say I don't do the, you know, the cancel culture thing, because I think the last 15 years, you know, I've been a judge and I've seen a lot of people who've done a lot of bad things and I've had to judge them for those. And I would say 99.8% of those people that I have uh, had to judge are not bad people. Did some bad things, um, but none of them are, uh, you know, not redeemable. At least that's been my opinion. Um, and that's the way I've approached looking at people. And I think that's sort of uh, infected the way I look at everything, which is that there's, you know, there's... I'm just I'm hesitant to jump on anything like that. I don't know if I'm making any sense of what I'm saying, but it may be the exact right thing to do to uh, just to put him under a rock and leave him there and never be heard from again. I, I, it's not up to me to say that, but I, you know, you get it. Do no, I make any I that's sense? Great. No,
1: no, you're making a lot of sense, honestly, and um, it's it's pretty persuasive. I think um, that if you if that's been your experience and what you've taken away from watching people do. Things that that are, I'm sure, a whole lot worse than this. You know what I mean? I mean, this yeah. isn't a crime. This is a bad thing somebody said, but it's not. He didn't punch somebody in the face or steal something from somebody. Um, so I, I think that makes sense. I, I I find a lot of wisdom in that. I don't. I don't know how that translates. What does it mean? Does that mean the guy should be able to be the essentially the host of the? The, the ball club. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's like, I don't, there are people now who have, who were Reds fans and who have been hurt and say, they're not going to come back. Yeah. And
0: should he know, be the face of this back? organization? Essentially.
1: Right. Right. I mean, literally they, he he comes on and says, welcome to Reds baseball. He's just, you know, he's the front. He's the the greeter at the front door uh, for the, yeah. for this season. The only way you can see the Reds. And uh, you know, is that who you'd want if that was your, if it was your restaurant and you had the the host
0: up front, be tough. Not if you're trying to get the as many people through the doors as possible. You think you know? Yeah, yeah. And appeal to as, as broad a uh, uh, you know broad a cross section of the American uh, community as you can. You know?
1: Yeah, and and I should probably disclose here, I'm not a fan of as as a broadcaster. So I not that I'm saying I'm going to pile on because of that, but I don't see like a a lot of upside here. Yeah. What are we clinging to? (laughs) Yeah. You know, that's maybe not fair. And it's probably not moral and just for me to to think that way. But I think that's a fair part of my the way I look at the whole thing.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think it's the way a lot of us are are looking at it, you know. Um, So, you know, uh, again. Completely uh, indefensible, uh, completely inexcusable. Not what you want from the face of the Reds, and uh, and and the Reds have a and Fox Sports have a tough decision. It's really the Reds who have, have the decision to make, and um, I don't. And again, I'm not saying what they should do or shouldn't do because it's not my it's not my call. But I can't see how he survives it. I, I don't know that I would have well, said that two years ago.
1: I think. Well, I think there's been a big difference between then and now. Um, I think. You know, it was telling to me that the red statement clearly said they have a zero tolerance policy for bias or discrimination of any kind. And, you know, I I am always wary of absolutes. But if you say zero tolerance, I mean, what do you do when you have zero tolerance?
0: Yeah. I mean, are they signaling? I mean, for, for the I don't know. for the time being, he is suspended, quote unquote. That's all we know right now. And and, and he is not
1: being hired by Fox Sports, football.
0: Right. He's been removed will from the football. Not be used, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And, and now you said I hadn't seen it yet, but before we started recording, you said that he had uh, he'd done uh, an op-ed in the Inquirer. Tom had. Yeah, and I'm not a, I'm not an Inquirer
1: subscriber, and, and I you know I have an ad blocker on my browser, and it would take me a half an hour to undo that so I could read this article but uh, you know according to the the Mark Sheldon report that Tom's written an op-ed it published online in the acquirer on Thursday acknowledged his word was wrong and said he'd been in contact with Billy Bean who is a uh, a gay former major leaguer who's employed by MLB as a vice president of social responsibility and inclusion so you know a lot of apologies um, not not any explanation, which again, there's not one, right? Yeah. But I don't know. I I thought it was interesting in the, the moment where Tom's in his apology wrapped around a home run.
0: (laughs) That was was so bizarre,
1: just (laughs) bizarre. Uh, that, that he was some kind of reference that I, I hope people will, will, will stand up and tell you, this is not the kind of guy I am. Or, or something like that, which was almost to me seemed like he was kind of uh, a- asking some people to vouch for him, ra- you know, kind of rally around him kind of a kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, and which, you know, I get it. You're you're flailing. The guy sees his entire life and career going down in a, t- uh, a drain in front of him. But I haven't seen that t- to date yet. I think all the all the statements, um, you know, other than the, from his from his father, who was, you know, pretty much what you would expect someone to say in that situation have been condemning the comments. It really hasn't been a whole lot of, of publicly people speaking up and, and trying to kind of shield him from, from whatever consequences are to come.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's difficult to, uh, I mean, he wants to be the face of that defense. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, he's going to wear it and I, I, I'll say what I've liked what I've been very um, impressed and heartened by is the comments from members of the Reds team. You had Amir Garrett and Matt Bowman last night went on Twitter pretty quickly after the games and, and made some, some really, um, apologized on behalf of, of the organization and, and said how they, you know, how they felt about it, which I thought was really good. And there've been some good quotes today from, from Joey Votto and, and, uh,
0: I saw Anthony Esposito. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You know, um, I, I thought Votto's was was as always a thoughtful and and a thoughtful and and very carefully worded, you know, remarks. Where he yeah. said, uh, "I'm always wary of speaking of thing speaking on things like this because I'm not a perfect person and nobody inside our workplace is, but it's important that it's acknowledged that." He, that that that's wrong, and lots of people probably felt pain that they've experienced in the past reignited when they heard that word over just a ball game.
0: I think that's a, a, uh, a good way to put it. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a great way, you know. That, that sort of sums up the way I, I kind of feel about it, you know, and what I'm struggling with here, which is that, you know, I hate to condemn anybody for, you know, one event, but golly, how do you – just I don't know how you defend it. So I don't either. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, it's,
1: it's <laughs> you have one job and that's to talk on TV and and not say horrible, offensive slurs, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I, and, and that's part of it, too. I mean, I think, you know, again, I, I you can dance on on the head of a pen here and. But it was. at You know, OK, well, he didn't know he's on the air. He was still at work.
0: Yeah, that's yeah.
1: You know, it's not like I guess it's not like he was yelling it out the window of his car, or or you know, at a at a local tavern after he'd had a few. I mean, this was literally seconds before he was going before he thought he was going to be on the air.
0: I, again, I, I just it, it just it keeps running through my mind that uh, you know he that was just a conversation they have in the in that workplace. Clearly, yeah you know yeah.
1: yeah clearly and and you know you've you've how much i get into this but i've heard a lot of times about how you know in in the in years past in the reds broadcast booth there were individuals in there with a very cutting sense of humor and very uh uh able to spew profanity right up to the time the light comes on and then they're back on the air and, and being a pro again. And I, you know, it's interesting to see how other people exist in that same culture perhaps. Yeah. And, and, and aren't able to, I don't know. <laughs> I said that, I've said that 500 times. Pop out, but.
0: That's really the answer here. I don't know. I wanted to, you know, have a, somewhat nuanced discussion here a little bit, uh, about this, uh, issue. Um, and I, I think we've tried to accomplish that more, more than you can get, uh, on social yeah. media. I, and there's not much nuance
1: to it. I think that's the, I think that's why why we're struggling because it's just clearly a horrible thing. He did.
0: Yeah. How do you play devil's advocate on this one? You know?
1: Yeah. I mean, I've seen a couple idiots try on, on Twitter. Um, wasn't a good look.
0: No, I just, uh, yeah. Uh, Again, and I, I don't know what the uh, the answer is, and the Reds are going to, have to decide that. But, uh, I don't know, a couple of years ago I would have thought he'll have serve a suspension and uh, be back. Now I'm not so sure. So, Can we talk about other things? Let's talk about the Bengals.
1: <laughs> yes, please. Please, the Bengals. <laughs> it says right here on the agenda you sent over. <laughs> That's right. Bengals defensive line. Oh,
0: goodness. Okay, let's talk about this week. You know, coming into uh, last night, I was thinking, boy, for the podcast this week, we're not going to have anything to talk about. (laughs) The Reds haven't been playing. That all-star break was, you know. That's right, yeah. So uh, getting back to uh, on the field, what I thought was the uh, most notable thing about the Reds baseball since our last podcast is that Friday night, the Reds defeated the Pirates 8-1, to and there was this strange moment in the ninth inning in which uh, Reds' third-base coach, J.R. House, sprints out the center field and escorts Nick Sinzel away from the handshake line into the dugout. Uh, Sinzel threw his glove onto the roof of the home dugout, and they went down into the clubhouse. And the Reds didn't play another game until Wednesday. And the news we got was that one person tested positive for uh, the virus, and no other the Reds. Test re-
1: yeah. The test results were delivered between the la- second-to-last and last pitch of the game.
0: Yes. Yes. They've not like announced the who it we was. Know.
1: We don't know who tested positive.
0: We don't. We, we don't want
1: to speculate on that. And
0: we're not going to speculate at all. But we can say that they did find out uh, You know, one pitch before Senzel uh, was escorted off the field. No one else, evidently, has tested positive. And in the meantime, Nick Senzel is on the injured list. The... Wide open COVID injured list, but we're not, it's not been announced that he has. Could be anything. It could be anything that puts you on that injured list. Right. So the Reds went a week without playing, and I thought the, and the MLB was kind of, you know, uh, better safe than sorry, I think, and uh, trying to make sure it didn't turn into a breakout like we've seen with the Marlins and the Cardinals. And so the Reds got back to action, and of course, promptly lost uh, five to nothing game one at doubleheader and uh, had their. Uh, broadcaster uh, drop a slur on the air, so everything's just going swimmingly. Since uh, can we just go Not back great, to that? <laughs> can we go back to that period where they weren't playing? That was more fun.
1: <laughs> well, you know what? But then what happened after that? Oh well, go ahead tell us. There was another game last night oh, during yes. during uh, Tom's final game <laughs> was memorable for other reasons. The return of Matt Harvey.
0: Matt Harvey, everyone's favorite.
1: Matt Harvey, who many people advocated the Reds should have signed, after a uh, a, a pretty decent uh, close to the 2018 season. Well by that I mean 4.5 ERA over 128 games.
0: That used to seem like a good uh, stat line for hey, a Reds pitcher.
1: He was he was seven and seven. There you go. Come on. But uh, yeah, Matt did not do well and had some injuries last year with the Angels, and is kind of was making his return to the major leagues. Against the Reds, and they greeted him with uh, what four hits and, and three earned runs.
0: Yeah, I think Winker uh, hit a home run, right? Jesse Winker, home run, Jesse
1: Winker, yeah. So that was, and good. then the Reds
0: had a pitcher too. Oh, yeah. Oh, this Reds pitcher, you know, I, I don't know. Everything I heard about this guy led I me mean, not to want to like him before he joined the Reds, and he, he's different. I'll say that, but I don't know. He's kind of entertaining. Trevor Bauer, of course, is who we're talking about. Pitch another yeah. seven inning shutout.
1: Oh, I was down on him so bad when they got him, and and I, I like. I don't think I'm the kind of guy who switches, you know, tunes on a on a player just because he comes to to the Reds, right? You know, there've been. I, I wasn't a big Jim Edmonds fan, even though he put a red uniform on. But uh, Bowers changed my mind. I mean, he's he's a little bit out there, but <laughs> yeah. he's he's been a pretty. Interesting guy to have on the team, and seems to be a good teammate.
0: Well, I think his teammates in uh, in Cleveland—that was the word we got got when he was traded—was they all pretty much, especially the pitchers, all liked him because he really was trying to help them all. And yeah, I mean he's he's kind of a bulldog on the mound, and I don't know, he's different. But goodness, did you see the? Uh, he, he ripped off his jersey after the game. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, yeah. I, I thought he was going to have a Joe Kelly shirt on.
0: I, I did he, too. Yeah. That, well, tell that story. He, he, he who's threatened with suspension, right?
1: Yeah. So, so uh, you know, Joe Kelly. So, so backstory number one is Bauer has been feuding with the the Houston Astros for years, and has taken uh, more than his share of delight in their uh, downfall and scandals over the last few months. And so, if you remember Joe Kelly uh, from the Dodgers early in the season, had quite a bit of fun throwing balls at Astros and making faces at Astros and, uh, and all kinds of other enjoyable antics. So Kelly was suspended. He's not still suspended, right? He's off the list, but now he's hurt.
0: I think so. Yes.
1: Okay. So anyway, Bauer had shown up with these cleats, these custom made cleats that one shoe had a, was (laughs) had blue trim and had a picture of Joe Kelly's face on it, a photograph. And then the other shoe was red and said, free Joe Kelly. And, he had planned to wear that in the game last night against the Royals and was informed at some point uh, prior to the game, MLB said that that, that would be a, a, a illegal uniform and he would be ejected and suspended from baseball and fined. Yeah. He wore the, the, the Joe Kelly cleats during the game.
0: And the, the subtext there is that baseball has given players permission to wear whatever goofy cleats they want. That's why I think uh, Michael Lorenzo was wearing Crocs in uh, one game earlier this year, I think. <laughs> Um,
1: but, <laughs> he had vans on. I mean, oh, okay. not the cross. oh, maybe that's what it was. Yeah, that would be pretty good, though.
0: <laughs> that would be pretty good. Um, so, yeah, I thought he was going to pull yeah, his sh- the- shirt off and it was going to say, Free Joe Kelly. I thought he was going to make his statement. Yeah. Instead, I guess it uh, said, uh, Send it. Is that right? Send it with the
1: Royals uh, crown logo.
0: And then a picture of him, I guess, uh, sending a ball. Mm-hmm. Ch- chucking it over the center field wall like he had done and that his was his that was his final with, start, was it? I think it might was have been. It? Yeah, with Cleveland, been really close. Year. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. It was the moment when they decided to give up on him. I know that for for certain. Yeah, and so, I it. yeah, it was. Uh, it was pretty. I don't know, that's he's just a he's a guy. I don't know, like him or not. He's a guy. Um, he's unique. All right. So what else happened this week? Uh, Mike Moustakis is back. That's a good thing. Christian Cologne is. I remember that guy. Yeah, you remember him? Yeah, he's played, what, seven, yeah. eight games now? All um, right. Christian Cologne has played more games, but he is uh, he's down at uh, the, the ketchup factory at Prasco Park. He cleared waivers, <laughs> was designated for a sign. Nobody site.
1: else wanted Christian
0: Cologne? It's uh, surprising because he played so much for the Reds. I'm surprised that he wasn't in he's demand. An
1: everyday player. Yeah. Everyday major league player.
0: He And uh, the Reds also picked up uh, outfielder Nick Williams from the Phillies, the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, he was designated for assignment, and the Reds claimed him off waivers. So he's an outfielder who has had okay times occasionally, but he's at Prasco Park as well. Nothing much to say about any of that, right?
1: No. I, I like a good Prasco Park update as much as the next guy, but I don't have anything really to say about it.
0: Yeah. Um, somebody, oh, I can't remember who it was now, um, sent me a photograph on, uh, on Instagram of these Instagram uh, direct messages. You, you know the Instagram, Chris? Uh,
1: you know, Instagram is kind of where the line was drawn for me. And I, I won't say I drew the line, but that's where m- my age and, and lack of technical sophistication has just, I've run out of gas on social media there. I just don't get it. I mean, I get it. It's pictures. but uh, <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I, I'll go weeks without looking at Instagram.
0: Yeah, I'll look at it and I'll say, oh, man, I need to just come here instead of going to Twitter. Because, you know, everybody's happier. And then I right yeah I, they're doing I scroll pictures for, of happy
1: things right
0: I scroll for forty five seconds I'm like no nah, I don't think so but somebody sent me a picture they drove by the uh, the Prasco Park area and the and snapped a picture of the uh, the armed guards couldn't get in there to take armed? any pictures yeah wow so, I wonder what's That's going cool. on in there yeah so anyway let, let's answer some viewer mail questions shall we yes please okay now. These viewer mail questions, of course, come from our friends at patreon.com slash redlegradio. Patreon.com slash Radio, where you too can support the podcast. First question comes from your friend and mine, Joe Farsing. Joe asks, can baseball be fun, please? Yes. Yes is the answer. It can be fun. It's been fun in the past. It was fun last night in game two. It's not been fun most of the season, though.
1: Not that much fun.
0: But, yeah. You know. I you know I like it when the Reds go. I do too. I just wish they would go more often. So it can be fun, going. but it's not fun. Uh, our friend Sydney Price uh, asked thoughts on Tom. Uh, we've already sort of given those. So, uh, but Sydney also mentions that uh, she was in a baseball article uh, that written by I think uh, Trent Rosecrans, The Athletic. Yeah, yeah, so, that was cool. Yeah, um, Philip Razor asks. When Chad is announced as the new play-by-play announcer, what will be your dumbest catchphrase? <laughs> There's a groundswell of support on uh, on the twitters uh, for me as the new play-by-play uh, play guy. Have you noticed that?
1: We got to get that going. Yeah. yeah,
0: we really do. I don't know what's what. We need a hashtag. Hashtag fire Tom hire Chad. That's all long hashtag, yeah, but yeah, I'm a little with bit long. it. Yeah, I don't do the hashtags. But um, what will be my dumbest catchphrase? Uh, well, I've got plenty of dumb catchphrases here, from Lee Salverto <laughs> to uh, the comic book superhero Billy Hamilton. To for some reason, I say it's a dangerous podcast. Every I mean, I don't really, I don't make a lot of sense usually, Philip. So I think there's gonna be a lot of competition for that, uh, for that crown, my dumbest catchphrase. But I did send my resume to the Reds today. Good. You send them a reel? I sent them a reel. Yeah, I sent them my clips. And then what's what's funny is I actually have spent the last couple of years uh, broadcasting yeah, which, high school baseball locally, so I have some experience. Yeah. Kyle Kapler asks us. Uh, oh, you got something else there yeah. on that? No, I was just. I don't
1: know if you ever heard of uh, Ken Levine. He is a uh, oh yeah, a re- interesting guy. The guy who was a uh, like the head writer on on yeah. Cheers and Mash, as right. well as a former Major League play by play man.
0: I'm sure, he has an interesting. Uh, I, every once in a while, I'll run across. He has a website.
1: Yeah, he's got, he's got a great podcast, too.
0: Oh, I've not listened to his and, podcast. Uh,
1: yeah, it's really good. But he, he's told the story. He's, he's good friends with someone who – his his former minor league uh, radio broadcast partner is the guy that if the Reds don't hire you and they do hire someone else, I think they should hire him. Is Dan Horde.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, Dan Horde's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: So anyway, that uh, Ken Levine, what he did um, was carry a, a tape deck – This is when he was like the head writer on MASH. He would go to Dodger games with a, with a, drag a tape deck up to the upper deck. And he would, he would call Dodger games into a recorder for like two or three years. He would go to Dodger and Angel games and, and record himself and listen back and see how good he got at doing play by play. And he said that he, uh, he pretty quickly learned that what he had to do was buy all the other people sitting around him a beer in the first (laughs) inning. (laughs) so they would leave him alone and not ask him what he was doing all the time and and uh not make a whole bunch of noise so anyway when we can uh you know what you can do it right now because you have exactly the same scenario that uh chris welsh and jim day have which is staring at a tv
0: that's right yeah just watch the watch the game uh on the television and so i've got i've got clips you know, any of you want to go, you can find them if you want to look for them. Uh, my, they're all online. My uh, broadcasting of uh, high school baseball, softball, and basketball. I drew the line at football; wouldn't do that. And you can see how awful I am, and why I would not be a good play-by-play announcer for the Reds. Although, if offered, Got I will accept. Good. I'm yeah. Anyway, when
1: you're done with this podcast, uh, go listen to the uh, the Ken Levine Hollywood and Levine podcast. What
0: are you doing? What are you doing uh, promoting other podcasts on my show, Chris? This.
1: You you only put out for like four hours of content a week. Many more hours, I have to drown out my uh, my family.
0: <laughs> Kyle Kapler asks, and Kyle notes that he is straight from the cow farm. You know, that's where that's where the cows come from. They come, you get them from a cow farmer. Uh, sure. if, you, if you were to, I like this question, by the way. If you were to combine the 2020 rotation, that's this year's starting rotation, which I think we will agree is good, combine that with the 2006 lineup, and the 2012 bullpen, is that a World Series contending team, and what would their regular season record be? So let's break that down really quickly here. The 2020 rotation, and we know that's... They're good. They are good. It's uh, Luis Castillo and Sonny Gray, and uh, the aforementioned Trevor Bauer, and the aforementioned uh, Anthony DiSclefani, and Tyler Malley, and the uh, decaying corpse guy, Wade Miley. Yeah, so that's the rotation. The 2006 lineup is this one, featuring the immortal Scott Haddeberg David Ross is catcher. <laughs> Hatterberg's at first, so we're not starting off too great. I'm still
1: mad about Joey Votto sitting down in Louisville.
0: I know, right? Yeah, for the 36 year old Scott Hatterberg. Uh Second base Brandon Phillips, shortstop Felipe Lopez, third base Edwin Encarnacion, and now it gets interesting. Outfield of Adam Dunn, Ken Griffey Jr., and Austin Kearns. So that was uh, not Felipe Lopez's All-Star year, but uh, he was 26 that year. I think the, the following year maybe was his All-Star year, but but pretty good. Um, Scott Haddeberg You know,
1: what, Scott Hatterberg. He had a 389 on-base percentage, though. Yeah,
0: yeah. On the bench, you, you were, know what? Good. Ryan Freel and Rich Aurelia as well on got substantial playing time that that year.
1: This is the year that, that, that uh that Kearns was traded away because Royce Clayton became the shortstop. Oh, uh, it was two thousand
0: six, the Gary Majeski year. Going for it. <laughs> so
1: so he, here's the interesting thing about that team. I I I don't know if I can am I allowed to start answering the question now or should should I wait till we go through all the
0: I guess, Chris, the, gosh.
1: That team was under, b- below the average in runs per game in the National League. Really? The, yeah, they ranked 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9th in runs in the, in the league. Huh. And that's playing, you know, in a hitter's park. So we remember that as a, you know, I, I thought it was a pretty plausible question. That was, in my mind, one of the best offenses the Reds have had in a while. But uh, apparently the, not not that much.
0: Yeah, I think at the time we thought, oh, if this team should, could just get some pitching. Oh, man, look at that lineup. And it does look pretty good. Uh, the top yeah. two uh, in baseball reference wins above replacement. The top two Reds that year, though, were pitchers. Bronson Arroyo I, and uh, Aaron Haring.
1: I think if you look at 2005, that's the year where every guy in the lineup had an OPS above, an OPS plus above 100. Yeah. That that might have been a oh that might have been a better choice. Basically, the same guys. You had Joe Randa playing third, but um, and, and it was Sean Casey's last year. Yeah, like Jason Larue had a good Jason Larue had a good year that year, and a bunch of other kind of weird things happened.
0: So let's go let's go with 2005 offense then, and um, the other the other one was the 2012 bullpen, and that bullpen was. Or Aldis Chapman was your closer. Sean Marshall was hurt. No, Sean Marshall. You picked, know, he
1: pitched 60 innings. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. 73 games, 61. Uh, Jose Arredondo. And if you don't remember Arredondo. Jose Arredondo, he was good that year. Uh, the mustachioed Sam Leclu- Lecure. One of my, I don't want to be cruel. He had but a really good year. He did, no. Yeah. Logan Andrusik was on that team, and I, I grew to not like him. Mm-hmm. But uh, he was uh, he had a
1: good year. He was good. That <laughs> was the year, and he was good.
0: And you know who else was? <laughs> this is going to surprise everybody in the bullpen that year that were actually good. Alfredo Simon. Yep. J.J. Hoover, Jonathan Broxton. I right, mean, that's that's the
1: year they added Broxton. I think, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. He yeah, had midway through that. That really, golly, that's a good bullpen. That's the way they performed that particular year.
1: Yeah, they had a lot of arms, and and they used them pretty well.
0: So you take that 2005 offense, Dunn, Kearns, Casey, Joe Randa, Griffey. Griffey. Yeah, that was the and that was the Felipe Lopez All Star year. I think. Um, yeah, yeah. You take the current rotation. You take that 2012 bullpen. Kyle's question is: Is that a World Series contending team? Oh, I think without question. Don't you think?
1: Oh yeah, I mean, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you remember that that team had like Ryan Friel on the bench. I think it's a 100-win team. On the bench. Yeah, that, that team was
0: stacked. 100
1: wins. Manage that with your variable time machine.
0: Yeah, if you forgot how to do that, let's do it. I could use a little more Adam Dunn in my life.
1: And, and buy me some Apple stock while you're back in 2005 picking up Griffey.
0: Yes, please. All right, so next question from patreon.com slash redlegradio from Skylar Webker. Schuyler asks, "Will the Reds get their first Cy Young winner in franchise history this year? If not, who steals it from us?" Well, the answer to that is clearly yes. The Reds are going to finally get get one. The question is, which Red is going to share it? Probably. You think so?
1: Yeah, I think that's probably how
0: it'll work. You think all 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 of them will share it, including the sixteen point two ERA of Wade Miley?
1: Not Wade Miley. no. Oh,
0: okay. Somebody said there was a strange smell emanating from his left arm. I don't know if that's true or not. I just heard that report.
1: It shouldn't get that close. Yeah,
0: that's true. Exactly. Social distancing reds. This year. Yeah. All right. So, Sonny Gray is going to win it. No. Trevor Bauer does. Trevor Bauer might win it. Trevor Bauer has got a 0.68 ERA. Uh, Man, that's good. Who's the last uh, pitcher in baseball history to get two seven-inning shutouts in one season? Bob Feller. Bob Feller. Was it Bob Feller or Bob Lemon? Was it Bob Lemon? I don't know. I'm questioning myself now. They I saw used to the same always thing get those did. guys mixed up. Yeah. So uh, the answer is yes. The Reds will get their first Cy Young winner, Skyler. We just don't know who. Thomas Dennis. Uh, Thomas, appreciate the question, but I, that's pretty much what we discussed uh, earlier. Again, it's about Tom. You know, about what the conversation was going on in the uh, in the booth. Charles Zollers asks, "Now nah, you know what Zollers? It's it's Zollers rhymes with dollars." He told me that. Nice. Since I can't be bothered about this 2020 Reds team, do you think Tottenham will finally win a trophy this season? Chris, I'll go ahead and let you handle this one.
1: Um, I think they will win the Intercontinental Tag Team
0: Championship. <laughs> no. The answer is uh,
1: at WrestleMania.
0: <laughs> in every season, that's a that's a European football question. Uh, the answer to that always is Tottenham will never win a trophy. To my own, you know, uh, inevitable disappointment.
1: Is that the World League of American Football?
0: I think that's what it's called. Or perhaps it's Premier League. Oh. Come on, man. World League of American Football. What, the, what about the uh, XFL? Is that still a thing?
1: I think there's like more than one XFL. I, I asked this question the other day to somebody, and, and I, I think there are like. This, we're going to be on our third XFL. Before long, I heard something about The Rock is involved in some way. Uh, you well, oh, that know, sounds your good. Original, your original recipe, He Hate Me XFL. <laughs> and yeah. then you've got the the most recent XFL, which I think happened, but I didn't see it. And then supposedly there's going to be another re- reboot.
0: Well, I'm all in for a, like,
1: uh, any reboot with The Rock. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like Spider-Man. They just keep getting <laughs> okay. a different batch of people to be... Uh, to be the XFL every so
0: often. Yeah. You know, I remember that the original, I guess it was the original that he hate me that you put your nicknames like, on the back that for that I'll, was cool. I'll always remember this guy. I don't know his real name, but he hate me on the, on the back of his Jersey. And part of the reason why I remember that was because back at that time, <laughs> some, uh, a local, uh local youth football league decided they were going to let people let the kids choose their nickname for their <laughs> Jersey. You know, when they played their little, uh, Youth uh, American football. And uh, someone, I, I will say it's a, it's a, not a member of my immediate family, but a member of my larger family. He, he decided he wanted his nickname on there to be I Will Kill You. <laughs> it's become sort of a family legend how he how, asked for that. How
1: old, how old was he? He
0: was like fourth grade or something, fifth grade. And he's turned into a fine young man and a really uh, nice young adult.
1: Uh, but, I Will Kill You.
0: <laughs> I Will Kill You. We're like... I. I've got, that that.
1: Lives in my, I've got a kid that lives in my house who would
0: find that appealing as well. <laughs> That's football, I guess. Andrew Scott Wills asks Luis Castillo isn't looking like himself yet. What's going on? Is he looking like? Yeah. Um, he's looking pretty good, I think. I mean, I know his ERA is 4.44, but he's striking he, out a lot of guys.
1: Yeah. I, I feel like he's getting a lot of like. Bad bullpen luck.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't. Uh, I don't think. I mean, we're talking just five starts. So I think maybe it's just the eye test here, and maybe you're seeing he doesn't look like himself. I'm not sure that I see the same thing. His FIP is a uh, two point zero four. You know, um, that's good. Yeah, I, I think I think he's fine. I think he's good. I'm happy with. I think
1: him. he's had some bad luck and and inherited runners
0: you know, scoring behind him and things like that. Yeah. He's good. We like Luis. Jeff Eucler asks, when I was growing up, one of my friends was always getting hit in the crotch. Every, every good viewer mail question begins this way. Hans (laughs) Moleman? Yes. No matter what sport or game we played from that, by the way, that's my favorite short film ever. Just for the record. (laughs) Um, No matter what sport or game we played, from basketball to a snowball fight, he always took a shot in the most unfortunate place just through sheer pure bad luck. His question, is that Nick Senzel? It seems like it might be Nick Senzel. That guy is snake pit.
1: Yeah. He, yeah, it is like a... It does feel like a lot of things fall off every time he comes out of the, yeah. out of the building. Fluke injuries. I mean, yeah, catches a virus. Yeah, vert, vertigo. Right. I hate it. Struck I hate by it. lightning.
0: Now, he has not yet been struck by lightning, and I really wish he hadn't said that out Rats. loud. <laughs> drafted by the Reds. Yeah. Bless you. So that is like getting hit right in the stones. Yikes. Well, he could have been drafted by the Yankees. I mean, you know. Yeah, I know. Poor guy. How many more questions do we have? we got a few. You about done?
1: No, I've got one. I've got one of my own.
0: Okay. We do, we only have a couple here, but uh, go ahead. If you got a question, do it.
1: I have a dear, dear Red Leg Nation radio.
0: Do you remember Robert Stevenson? <laughs> Is that the question? Yeah. Um, wasn't he on that 2016 with, uh, with Eric Milton? <laughs> was he a part of what that? What happened to that guy? <laughs> Where did he go? I, I don't know. What happened? Is he hurt, hurt? You know, I heard they rebooted the Twilight Zone. Maybe that's going to be an upcoming episode. We'll focus on that. He, was, he got hurt, I think, after like a third of an inning. And there's not been a report yeah. since.
1: Yeah, it's just kind of weird. Like, is he is he really, like, badly hurt? Or is he like, well, he didn't do that well, so let's just keep him down at the Ketchup Land? Or I don't really know.
0: You know, Ketchup Land would be a fun amusement park.
1: <laughs> it beats Duff Gardens. <laughs> it does. That's I'm, like my seventh cheap sentence reference tonight. I don't – I love I it. got to get better material.
0: <laughs> or at least the not so dated. Yeah, Stevenson pitched, uh, yeah, one-third of an inning. Gave up two runs, and uh, he was gone. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. You know, it's, I wish it were more like the old days when Nick Massett was, oh, he's just about to start throwing off a mound, you know. Or Sean Marshall. Mike, oh, man, Link, he's getting he close. Mike Lincoln had a setback. <laughs> yeah, had a setback. We're not even hearing about his setbacks. That's that's bad. Oh, Yeah,
1: it things we
0: lose. Uh, Nathan Connor, for, um, question but about – Nathan. <laughs> Question about uh, Tom? Um, yeah, we kind of uh, talked about that. I think, and I think Nathan's uh, comment here: it's not good, Chad. <laughs> I think that's that's pretty pretty correct. It's not good. It isn't. It isn't. It yeah. isn't. Not good. It is bad. It is bad. Joey Gattaca, Who? I, I'm sorry, to everyone else. That's my favorite Red Lake Nation Radio Patreon name. Joey Gattaca. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay, uh, Tom. Again, this is Tom. But then he has a, a another question. Um, my question is: as the trade deadline looms, pretty quickly here, who are some trade? I don't like tra- that word loom. <laughs> you anti loom?
1: No, I'm sorry. That was a, that was a great Gatsby joke. You wanted me to get older material. Oh, oh thank you, thank you. I don't like that word hulking.
0: <laughs> I thought that was uh, you had that a childhood accident, a weaving accident. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of rainbow looms around my house. A few years ago, <laughs> nice. What are some trade targets for the Reds? Uh, Joey asks. Pin arms, I imagine. Maybe another bat. And P.S. Chad, you'd be an excellent play-by-play guy. Well, you're wrong about that, Joey. But I really appreciate you saying it. Trade targets for the Reds. You know, it's it's so hard to say, especially in a year like this. It's always hard to say because you never know who's going to be available. I would not be surprised at all if the Reds go try to get somebody in this bullpen because it's it's been an abject disaster. But uh, that's really all I can say there. I don't really have much uh, a better. Uh, better answer anything you have to say
1: only and I, i'm gonna admit this when you said pen arms i thought that was like somebody's nickname <laughs> like pencil neck <laughs> right
0: yeah oh like, who's,
1: who's pen arms yeah
0: i don't want that guy's a pitcher
1: to, yeah we don't need him <laughs> he's Sorry. awful Yeesh.
0: hooper pal our guy hooper from columbus he is hooper asks how are smaller market clubs like the Rays always so good, and somehow the Dodgers, no matter what draft picks they have, always have position players coming up one after another? What are the Reds doing wrong? I know why the Rays are always so good. Because they run well. They have guys in charge that have a clue. Now, I think the current group in charge of the Reds are the best they've had in my lifetime, probably. Or at least in the last 20 years. But that, there's your there's your answer. The Tampa Bay Rays have been run. They've been ahead of the curve all along, and uh, that—that's, yeah. You know, with the Dodgers draft picks, they have position players coming up. Well, you know, scouting. I don't know. The Reds are just the Reds. Been about five or six years or longer doing things in a uh, Walt Jockety-ish ma- uh, manner, and they—they uh, they paid for it. Jocketying around. <laughs> Quit! Jo- I, I say that to my kids sometimes. Quit your jocketying around upstairs. I like that. Open a book. I like that. Yeah. He also. Yeah,
1: had a- I I. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I don't know how, this is a Doug Gray uh, question, but I I don't know how well set the Reds are in the minor leagues right now, even after being well run for a few years.
0: No, I don't, I don't, you know, I like Tyler Stevenson. I think Nick Ladolo has some real upside. I'm not sure what else they've got down there. That's my, uh, that's my viewer mail question. Why isn't Tyler Stevenson the starting catcher for the Reds right now? You have an answer to that?
1: It's a very good question. No, I don't.
0: I don't have an answer to that. It's going to make me mad. Hooper has a question specifically for you. For Mister Garber, for me? Asks, yes, for you. uh Oh. Um, Perle, how do you know I was here? Yeah. What is your favorite local brewery? Oh. You have an answer uh, to that? And I assume lo- by local he means co- Columbus area.
1: Columbus area. Um, I'm. I like uh, North High. Uh, brewing Company. They, ha- they have some good beers. And then up here near where I live, I'm a member of the uh, Tap Room Society.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, May- Did you know, twirl me. your mustaches? you said that?
1: <laughs> I was at, uh, at the uh, Ill-Mannered Brewing Company in Powell, Ohio, which is just celebrating its fifth anniversary this week. Good beer, good people. If yeah. you're in the area, stop by.
0: Nice. So stop by and grab a pint. <laughs> I think I might, but you, you never invite me.
1: I did once. Oh, sorry.
0: I'm sure I turned You're you calm. down. I don't I don't drink beer.
1: No, I invited you to visit the house.
0: Oh, yeah. 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 kids there and stuff, you know. I gotcha. I yeah. gotcha. Creepy. <laughs> Rich Thompson asks, About three weeks ago, various sporty, sports news outlets, including MLB.com, highlighted Marlins rookie Eddie Alvarez. He made his uh, Major League Baseball debut. What makes Eddie Alvarez's story special is that he was a silver medalist in the last winter olympics did you did you see this chris no idea what you're talking about yeah this guy that debuted for the Sounds uh, cool. for the marlins was a silver medalist in short track speed skating in the last winter olympics what isn't that crazy how is that possible <laughs> that's the question how do you devote you to, yourself to the craft of being a short track speed skater to the extent that you can be in competition for a gold medal at the olympics and still also be a superstar baseball player. Is he a good baseball player? Well, this isn't like some
1: like like pinch runner guy that they figured he could skate fast, he could run fast.
0: I, I don't, I don't. He's in the major leagues, and I would be very surprised if a major league team this day and age would. Uh, well, Billy Hamilton saw his no, job, so it is the Marlins. Yeah, and that's also a good point. But Rich says, therefore, I think it's fair to say that Eddie Alvarez is probably one of the best overall athletes in major league baseball. I think that's probably got to be true, right? I'm not going to argue with it. Now, his question is this. Do you think any current MLB player, and possibly a Red or former Red, could transition from baseball to become an Olympian in in another sport? I submit that one of Chad's favorite former Reds is the obvious choice, Billy Hamilton. How do you like my choice of Billy, or can you think of other worthy candidates? Well, you know, I would not be – I don't know if Billy – Billy's fast. Is he, you know, a fast – I don't think he's Usain Bolt fast. Right, if he if he trained from you know uh, instead of a, he was drafted to, uh, by the Reds he was uh, had a football scholarship instead of playing football and baseball if he just focused on track could he have become a world class sprinter I don't know maybe but uh, phew, gosh I don't know. those guys are otherworldly uh,
1: yeah you know I you know I can imagine uh, you know the aforementioned J J Hoover could like. Maybe he's like really good at trap shooting. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, possibly.
1: Somebody, somebody in, uh, you know, uh, Javier Valentin might be one of a really good like in those small sailboats.
0: <laughs> the There's a thi- lot
1: of events in the Olympics.
0: Yeah, there are a lot of events. The one that I was thinking about actually, I looked it up, and it's no longer an event. I think it used to be an event in the Olympics. It no longer is. I was thinking that it could be Adam Dunn, and the event obviously was double fisting Bud Lights. <laughs> but that's that's I found out that that's no longer an event. Uh- in the do, do you
1: think that is that? Uh, it's was an exhibition thing
0: only. <laughs> oh yeah. Do
1: they still have that? Uh, what's the thing where they throw a telephone pole like in
0: like a Scottish game, or is that like an actual? <laughs> is that in the World's uh, Strongest Man competitions?
1: Might, maybe it is. All right, I, I'm at olympics.org right now, and apparently there is an event called trampoline.
0: Oh both man. men's
1: and women's. And
0: you know who'd be good at, uh, at trampoline? Jesse Winker. You could be an know. enthusiastic trampoliner. <laughs> I don't, I don't I'm know. Sure. Yeah. That's all I got. That, that's really a. It's like gymnastics, I guess.
1: Yeah. They look like they're in oh. gymnastic suits.
0: Sport yeah. climbing? Sport climbing. How about, uh,
1: you know, Bronson Arroyo in table tennis?
0: Oh, yeah. I could see that. What about a guy like uh, Jonathan Broxton? What could he do? Like maybe, maybe, uh, the uh, the pommel horse, Bob, Bob Slay. Oh, now Billy Hamilton can be on the bobsled team. Herschel Walker did it after all.
1: You know what I'd like to see Billy Hamilton in? <laughs> Equestrian dressage. <laughs> yes, With one of
0: those those top hats. I would I, I would I would pay real money to see that.
1: I would too. That That's would the be answer. Awesome.
0: Yeah. That is the answer. So we like your choice of Billy Hamilton, Rich, but uh, wrong. Uh, uh, Chris picked the right uh, <laughs> the, the right uh, event. <laughs> uh, you got time for one more question here, Chris Garber.
1: Let's hit it. Oh, yeah, let's hear
0: All right. This one comes from our friend Risto Neely. His question is this. What about, and, and I'm going to, as I say this, imagine I'm saying it in Jerry Seinfeld's voice because that's the way I read this. What about bullpen catchers? Where do these fellows come from? Are they club employees? How are they paid? Are they pitching coaches? We never hear about these fellows, but yet every team has them. And oh, what's the deal with refried beans? I mean, do they fry them <laughs> twice or what? I actually know a little bit about this topic. Oh gosh, come on! I'm make a dumb joke, and you're going to come in with some actual I facts.
1: I'm sorry. Let's hear it. Sorry. Uh, so I, I know two guys who uh, were bullpen catchers in the major leagues for a few years. Uh, one is a guy I played high school ball with who caught. I think, the Royals organization. Really. And an, and another is a guy who is uh, married a, a a girl I know who. Who was the Reds pin catcher for several years? And uh, they're usually these these guys were both um, former college catchers, uh, really good kind of heady guys, and you know like kind of your 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 uh, Corky Miller type reputations, mm-hmm. and and good catch and throw guys and and guys you just wanted to have around, and uh, they. I don't know exactly how they got into the gig, but um, well, the the one actually they both played minor league ball for Ah. two or three years, and this one guy, kind of flamed out. Yeah, this guy played in the Red System for two years and never made it out of Billings. Well, he he did. He went to Cedar Rapids for a while and they sent him back.
0: You never want to go back.
1: uh, No, but he actually became a really good uh, high school baseball coach and won a state title uh, a few years ago in Ohio. With so, a Cincinnati high school team.
0: Really? So, what, they pay yeah. them 50000 bucks or something and they get to hang around the team? I mean, what's I, I don't know, I really don't know how much yeah, about it. I,
1: I think that's right. I, I don't know how much exactly it is, but I think, you know, I think they get the, I think they get a per diem that might be the same as the, as the players. I could be wrong about that, but, you know, they're on the road and they, they're making good money. And I think they do it for a few years. Yeah. And then they kind of move on to a more grown up, uh, less nomadic lifestyle. Yeah, but what a good gig for a while. Oh, sure. I mean, they're, you know, they're, they could probably basically write their ticket as far as being a
0: coach. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're not going to make, the, you come to the point where you're, you're, listen, I'm not making the big leagues. You accept that. Man, that's a way to spend a few, you know, some time in the big leagues. The big leagues adjacent, maybe. And, uh, yeah, I like it. All right, Chris. Um, anything else you want to talk about tonight? I don't think so. Yeah. Go be, Reds. We've beaten it to death. Go Reds. What's the current score of the current game? Do you know? Ridiculous Currently,
1: the reds are winning four to two and it's the seventh inning but i don't know if that's the last inning
0: uh yeah who knows know in, there in are more 20 yeah whatever so you all will already know the answer to that by the time you listen to this
1: we're speaking to you from the
0: past <laughs> that sounded so <laughs> impressive this is red dog nation radio episode number 338 you know where to find us download us everywhere you find your podcast subscribe to the podcast everywhere go get rate us, review us Subscribe at every place you can find Spotify, Apple, whatever. Go to Patreon.com/slash/RedlegRadio. Join the uh, the ever-growing family. We got some really uh since the baseball season's finally come back. The discussions there at our Slack channel been great and just a really good group. Come join us. Uh, you know that's about it. Chris, thank you for joining me once again. Thank you. All right for
1: thank you for having me, Joe.
0: <laughs> for Chris Garber and everyone's favorite Reds broadcaster Wade Hoyt.